Hello everyone and welcome back to another episode of Latina Investors. So today's episode, I'm going to talk about some practical saving strategies that I have used over the last six years. I, um, I like for this episode went into my like budgeting spreadsheets that I have and I found the oldest one which was from 2017 and I was like oh my gosh wow now the 2017 and 2018 money plans that I created when I say money plans I mean budgets but I like use them interchangeably just because to me they're the same thing it's like a plan for my money um but I know that some people really don't like the word budget um which that's cool don't say budget (laughs) but um yeah like I look to to see the oldest like plans that I had made or intentions I have had for my money and I dated back to 2017. Now what I was doing then is not what I was doing now different season of life you know different priorities and all that um but it was so interesting to see and the reason why I did that exercise was because I was like okay I want to see like what are some of these strategies I've used um, through every season of my life to grow my savings um, and, you know, just like have this really sustainable rhythm of saving and investing that has allowed me to do it and to continue to do it, right? And so I think I I wanted to just like share the strategies and make them like very practical to help you wherever you are at in your savings journey or whatever part of the money journey that you're in. Okay, so let's get started. And what was really important to me was I wanted to share like how to save without feeling this like sacrifice or this feeling of dread. Now, I want to be super honest with you that changing your behaviors and changing your habits will not come with like this ease and flow and how great is that? Like it just very rarely happens that way, right? And I want to be honest with you because I think a lot of times what can happen is we want to go into a money journey and not feel the discomfort of growth and the discomfort of of, um, change. And I think that sometimes that just like puts us off from even pursuing any money goals. And I think that um, with anything, with any goal that you have in your life, like if you are trying to get a result that you have never gotten, it is going to come with moments of discomfort. And I don't want you to like avoid discomfort to a level where you're not growing to a level where you're you know not pursuing a next version of yourself because i think that ultimately that's what life is about right we're supposed to grow and we're supposed to learn and we're supposed to evolve and we're supposed to keep going and i think that like that unlocks so much beauty and so much um fulfillment and joy in our lives and so I want you to have a healthy relationship with controlled discomfort and to me controlled discomfort is like a a sustainable pace at which you pursue new levels new goals new results right because in any like in any um pursuit of any goal there is going to be discomfort but how do you pursue it in a way where it's like okay I can handle 
this discomfort. My nervous system can get behind this. It's not going to feel great, but I, I can do that. Like I can take one foot in front of the other and like pursue this goal because the level of discomfort that I put myself under is going to get me to the result that I want. Like a good analogy for this would be like working out, right? If you're working out correctly, you are choosing a program that is going to push you and challenge you, but not to the point where you like injure yourself or where you're out for, you know, a week because you're so sore. That's not the intended purpose of working out, right? You want to be able to find a rhythm and a program to follow that challenges you to the level that you need to be challenged in order to keep getting better and stronger and fitter and faster, but not push you where it's like, okay, you just burnt out and now you're out because you injured yourself because you over, you know, you strained yourself too much. And so it's the same thing with, um, with like figuring out that balance for you when it comes to saving and acknowledging that there is going to be a discomfort in if I change my money habits, but it doesn't have to be awful discomfort. It can be controlled discomfort. You can feel very aligned to it and you can feel, you know, very like, behind the bigger reason as to why you're pursuing this discomfort right and so that's um i think going to be the crux of like doing your money journey in a way that feels like super heavy and like oh my gosh i'm sacrificing so much and this is just like too i can't do this like um to actually it being like a a journey of like, okay, like I'm building, I'm growing, like, yes, like I, this is hard for me right now, but I'm getting better and like I'm pursuing a goal in a a way that's like just fulfilling, meaningful, enjoyable. Um, And I think that ultimately, like if I reflect back on my money journey, that is the way that I've been able to sustain years of doing this and I will continue to because it doesn't feel like I'm sacrificing anything it doesn't feel like I don't get to live a fulfilled life it doesn't feel like I you know can't enjoy money it doesn't none of those things cross my mind um when I'm pursuing my money goals now do I have moments where I'm like man I wish I was making more so that I could go on two vacations a year yes (laughs) right I think like we all experience moments where it's like man like I wish I had more money and I think that that's also okay to acknowledge like there is going to be a part of us that always desires having more And I don't want to villainize that and I don't want to make you feel bad for that. I think it's like, let's acknowledge that that is just like how our, that's just like humans, right? Like that's how our brains work. That's how, like, that's just how it's going to be. I've talked to so many people and like, it doesn't matter really the amount of money you're making. Like the desire for like just more is always going to be there. And so if that's always going to be there, can it just be normalized And also, how do you find contentment in that season or, um, you know, find contentment as well, even if you do have like that desire there. And so it's like balancing both of those. It's like I'm content in this moment and and, like can presently be here and am really grateful for everything that I have. And I also want more, Um, you know, and and that could be okay. Okay, sorry. (laughs) I wanted to like talk about that foundational piece beforehand um, because I think it's really important to to really like 
find a perspective that you can get behind when you are pursuing your money goals, whether it's like saving or investing or, you know, whatever your goal is, um, in a way that doesn't feel so heavy and doesn't come with so much sacrifice. And so the way practically that I've been able to do this is with a combination of like optimizing, um, play and planning. So for me, I'm going to list out kind of like the the um the things that I think really helped me to to really find a rhythm and a pace where it's like okay I can do this I can sustain this so I um the first kind of area is groceries groceries was something that I never really like had a plan behind right I was just like okay let me shop go to the grocery store, I buy whatever, like just whatever. There was no plan. I was just like, okay, I eat this, I eat that, blah, blah, blah. Okay, let's buy. And then kind of, you know, would just buy what I needed to buy, but there was never like an intention behind what I was buying. And so what would end up happening is that um, I would like throw a lot of food away. Like I would get veggies and then they'd go bad. I would get this and they would go bad. And so... There was a lot of waste happening and personally like one of my values is i just don't like wasting food um yeah i just don't like it i don't know i don't like it i don't like like taking a bunch of food from my fridge and then tossing it because it like went bad and so i made the decision of like okay how do i minimize this waste um and how do i create a plan for my groceries that i know works for me and so that's something that i started years ago i would go to I would go to a grocery store knowing like I'm shopping for X amount of dinners, X amount of lunches, X amount of breakfasts, and this is the amount of food that I that I need to do that. And so that created just a little bit more of an optimized approach to like spending for food, right? Like I, I had less waste, which already was like great because I feel like I wanted that. Um, and I was spending less money because if you're wasting less it's because you're not buying as much because you're like optimizing and so currently we have a system where um we my my husband and i spend 125 dollars a week on groceries and this includes five dinners um so five dinners for both of us so i guess 10 meals eight lunches um eight lunches for him or sorry Uh, four lunches for him four lunches for me and then one of the lunches is like you can eat out or we like trade off I work from home so typically like I don't like leaving the house to eat like because unless like I really have an intention or I'm meeting with someone it's just like doesn't make sense for me whereas he um has more opportunities to eat with friends because he works at an actual like location that he goes to so we make eight lunches and that's like typically enough for me to like eat at eat at home um and him to like eat some like uh home lunches and then have some eat out lunches um five breakfasts (laughs) breakfasts (laughs) um He doesn't eat breakfast, which I don't think is good. And I've let him know, but he's like, whatever, let me live my life. And I'm like, okay, do you? But (laughs) these five breakfasts are for me and then snacks. So snacks are, you know, just like whatever we feel like we want to kind of have as snacks for the week. So I have decided like, okay, this is for us like the optimal amount of food to buy every week so that we are good. And so having that plan and having like those numbers just makes shopping for groceries so much more intentional 
and just like optimizes our spending, right? Like we're not buying things that like go to waste or we're not buying things that um, we don't end up eating. But like instead, I've like uh, created like enough of a habit and pattern in shopping that I know like, okay, all of this is going to be somewhere around 100 to 125 a week and so this is like kind of the the way that i've approached groceries um and created like a system for it but over the course of the years like it's gotten like it's evolved from like you know just me feeding one person to now like us too so one of the biggest things that you want to do is like hey what is your system and what is your planning for like groceries like do you have an intention for when you walk in there to buy things if not like why like what stops you from creating that is it that you just like don't know where to start is it that it's like overwhelming is it that you're like i don't want to plan my meals i want to be like more spontaneous um think through all of those things but then like get behind like how can this serve me how can me creating at least like a plan for five dinners or two dinners um you know you can kind of start wherever you're at be a a practice or a habit that serves me on the way to like creating a big savings account or hitting my next money goal right because you want to not you want to tie like what you're doing day to day to a bigger picture because that's just going to create more meaning and purpose for why you're doing what you're doing it's not just like oh i have to do this or like oh like now i'm like you know like that's where like the heaviness of like pursuing a money goal comes in so that would be like the first sort of area that i would explore when it comes to like increasing your savings without feeling a sacrifice is like how do i optimize my grocery spending and where can i you know just be a little bit more strategic another thing i didn't include this in my notes but another thing that i wanted to add is that we um got this like oh my gosh what is it called this meat sealer And so you know how when you buy chicken breast, it comes in like a pack? Well, sometimes we don't use everything in the pack. And so we got this like meat sealer that you like put, um, you pretty much just like seal, vacuum seal your meats, whether it is protein, um, chicken, salmon, steak, whatever. You can just like seal it and put it in the freezer and then it won't get, um, gosh, what is that called? Um freezer burn it won't get freezer is that what it's called um it won't like you know get that and so that's been really helpful because now we're able to like shop our pantry the next week and so like again it's like an optimized system that helps us roll over food um not be wasteful and spend less and be less wasteful okay so that's the first thing the other thing is figuring out like seasons when I can decrease and when I can optimize. So for example, a very practical example is during the summer, I decided I wanted to do natural nail summer <laughs> just because my nails were like really not, they were just like, um, I was like picking off the gel and I just looked rough and unhealthy. And I was like, I need to like take a break, um, to actually have my, my whole nails like regrow and, and just be more healthy. So I took off, like, I want to say three months of doing my nails. Um, and I don't do my nails every month. I do them like every other month or every three months. Um, 
but I was doing them every other month this year and I think that's why they got so bad is because I, I would just pick on them and it was just not great um and so I decided all right for the summer the money that would normally go to like nails I'm gonna reallocate to eating out because I know that the summer months are just going to be more heavy with social things and more opportunities to go out and more ways in which um you know, I'm just spending more time with friends. There's like a lot more things happening outside. Things are happening, you know, movies are coming out. And so I realized like, okay, if I'm choosing not to spend in this area, I'm redirecting my money to be spent elsewhere. And so I think that this is really important is like, I always viewed my spending money as spending money, right? Like when I make my plan for the month, I have money that pays for bills. I have money that I'm sending to my goals and then I have money that I'm spending. And so what what tends to happen is people will not have those categories. And so their lump sum of money kind of feels like, okay, I want to spend it, but not too much because I also want to save it. And so there's like this like tension and like feeling the tug between like, oh, I don't want to spend too much because I want to save, but I also want to save. And it's because you haven't made a decision ahead of time about what is what. And so for me, what's really helped me is like, I have X amount of money to spend every single month. If I choose not to spend it on one thing, that doesn't mean it becomes um, money for my goals. It means it could be redirected to something else that I value spending in. And that's super important because it gives you flexibility for your money to support your life and not necessarily for you to just like feel this like like heaviness of like I have to save everything, right? Like no, like your money that is allocated for spending is meant to be spent and that's okay. That's the purpose. Like you're supposed to spend that, right? And so that's what's really helped me is like just recognizing like patterns in my own like lifestyle or making certain seasons the priority of this versus other seasons not the priority right and so this is what like creates more sustainability in your savings plan is like really understanding like how your money can support you throughout the different seasons of your life another kind of example to like um help with this Uh, point is um for me shopping and gym like gym uh, we have a home gym and so gym equipment health related things are more of a priority for us at the beginning of the year and then during the summer those are like the times where we're like really wanting to like pour into like making updates for the gym or buying a new equipment whatever and so during those times our money is directed to those things then when that settles down the other thing that we kind of like prioritize and put our money towards is like clothes like as the fall starts like as different seasons change like we like allocate money for like shopping or clothes and so that just helps like again create a plan that supports me and, uh, and allows my money to support me in different seasons. Um, so that's kind of like the the rhythm that you want to like, you know, notice in your life is like, hey, when are moments where my money is going to support me in one ways versus the other? And how do I just start recognizing like what those are and how I can set up my finances to be able to do that? 
Um, okay. The third thing is canceling subscriptions or having kind of like a subscription check-in. This is really important because it just like helps you make, make a decision again, right? A lot of times we get subscriptions and they're great and we like them. Um, but if we're not using them, it really is like a waste, right? Like we have, um, we have a, we had <laughs> a app that helps us like stretch, which to be honest, we should have um, used it more. Um, and this is a perfect example. Like we knew we weren't using this app. Like it was like, you're supposed to use it once a day, stretch for 20 minutes. Sometimes they were like 40 minute stretches, which were so crazy, but it really does help. Um, the problem is like getting into the habit and rhythm of stretching every single day is challenging and we weren't able to do that. And so for the longest time, um, I was like, Hey, we should cancel this, but we got stuck in this, like in between of like, okay, let's just give it one more month. Like, let me just give it one more month. Like this month we weren't home that much. So let me just like try again. Right. And so you want to be careful with like the subscription remorse, like the subscription cancel remorse that can happen a lot of times and this is especially like hard for like gym memberships or like any sort of like subscription that like quote unquote we feel like we should be doing but we're not and canceling it is kind of like a it it can feel a little bit more heavy because you're like okay well now I'm not gonna do it and that makes me feel bad but those are the things that I want you to like take time to like make intentional decisions about because you don't want to just continue to pay something to make yourself feel good when it's like, no, just like acknowledge that right now this isn't a priority and cancel it and give yourself like the time and space to like mentally just like say we're closing this door for now. And if you then decide I'm going to pursue it, you can re-sign up even if that process and period is like seven days or 14 days. But I think that there is something to closing the loop of a decision, right? Because a lot of times what people have, what happens is like you can, and what happened to us is like you continue to pay for this membership because you quote unquote should be doing this and you want to give yourself the option. And if you cancel it, you don't have the option. And then you do that for three months, four months, six months. And then, oh my gosh, eight months later, you're still paying for this and you haven't used it in eight months. So always do like a subscription check-in, cancel the ones that you don't use use give yourself permission to cancel them don't let it mean anything about you and always decide you can recommit to using these services uh when you're ready to when you feel like you are now going to do them so that would be the third thing the other thing is um moving your money to a high yield savings account a lot of times um we just keep our savings in your local brick and mortar bank, right? So like Wells Fargo, Bank of America, um, uh, Chase, right? And so these are the bank accounts that we just, you know, that are offered free. And so we just keep them there. The thing is, having your money in a high yield savings account, it's just not going to work for you. Like your money is just not going to work for you. It's going to um, just like sit there. And so what you want to do is put it into a account that is interest bearing, meaning like you get paid a certain percent every single month to keep your money there. And so what the banks that offer these are high yield 
banks that offer high yield savings accounts and they're typically online um but these are the accounts that you want to have your money in when i moved my money from my wells fargo savings to ally high yield savings account um i was making at first like my my savings would generate like 15 dollars a month extra and i would be like wow that is so cool like that's so exciting like it's just sitting there and i'm making money and like it was my introduction to like wow i'm able to create passive income and now our savings is generating around a hundred dollars a month like just like our money is making us money and so it's just really important to like see this as another way to grow your savings not just by cutting but by like optimizing right like i'm not doing anything to create that money it's just like my money is sitting there in a more strategic place so this feels fun and exciting and like you know i almost kind of feel like i'm breaking the system <laughs> even though it's like no you're not you're just using i savings account but it just feels so good and so exciting and every time that i see it each month i'm like cool this is cool and so you know like my my journey of growing my savings my journey of pursuing wealth doesn't feel heavy it feels light and it feels enjoyable and i think that's ultimately the goal you know because you want to like be able to do this long term so that would be my um fourth tip let me see one two three four yep my fourth tip is open a high yield savings account put your money to work allow your money to start making you money now the fifth thing is apps so apps are a way that i um have just created a little bit more of like again like play when it comes to spending and saving um so upside which is like a, a gas um saving app um that's like fun to use you get a couple of cents um every time you pump gas and then if you like invite friends they give you like a little bonus and it's always just been like a fun like thing for me to do sometimes i forget and then i get back onto it so i don't take it super seriously and i'm not like i must go to this gas station because i must save 15 cents um but in the event that i like am in a gas station that like is a qualifying one i'll like do it um and all of that adds up i remember one time during um the holiday season i wanted to buy these shoes from nike and um i had kind of already allocated my spending and had already bought gifts for everybody and so like you know i could have decided to like take out a savings and buy them but i didn't want to do that and so i realized like oh my gosh like i have 50 dollars in my upside like gas uh, uh, app thing so i got the shoes that way and like that was just like a really fun like cool like i didn't actually have to work for this other than like checking in every time that i pumped gas and it was a great like again fun playful thing that i like do to like grow my savings another one that i think is really known by a lot of people is the honey app anytime that you buy something online um having that app helps you kind of compare prices or find discounts or you know kind of apply any sort of coupons to your purchase um and then the last thing that i recently kind of um i knew about this but i like didn't really utilize it and i'm like starting again is the cash app boosts so if you are familiar with cash app it is pretty much like venmo but it's a little bit different the thing that's different with cash app is that you can actually get like a physical card that connects to your cash app and um 
that card allows you to kind of redeem some of their like boosts which is like just savings when you purchase things on their card and so essentially like the way to use the card is you get the you get a cash app account you request a card they actually send you a physical card with like a number it's like a visa card you know expiration date all those things and you can load money into that card through the app so on the app I connect the app to my bank account and let's say I want to put like, you know, $15 on my card. I do. And so I put $15 on my card and then I can use that card like anywhere, right? Like Chipotle or Starbucks or wherever. It just, it works like a debit card. Um, But the cool thing is that on the cash app, they have boosts. So if you add a boost to the card right before the purchase, you get like whatever sort of like Um, sale or offer that they're kind of promoting that month so I'm like gonna open the app now and read you some of the things but like 10% off each order at Chipotle um, 20% off one online order at DoorDash um, 5% off one order at any grocery store 10% off Starbucks 10% off Chick-fil-A 2% off Walmart 5% off Nike 10% off Miller Ale um 8% off Nike 10% off Target right so there's like so many like I'm not even reading all of them I'm reading the ones that I'm like okay I would shop here um there's so many different like fun like oh cool like I can um like I would normally shop here I can I'm gonna you know just add that as one of my like boosts for the month and they change them up and then you know they have their own system for it but that is um you know, just one of the things that I feel like is, again, for me, adds like play to all of it. And it just makes it much more light and exciting and like fun. Um, So those are the like the apps that I've used along the way to just kind of create a little bit more play with my money. Um, And then the last thing is, this is so, so important, is I've gotten a healthier relationship with spending my savings spending my savings has been just so healing because I think a lot of times it can be so like when you're pursuing like you know hitting a money goal it could be so easy to just be so tunneled vision and just only care about like I must hit this goal I must hit this goal Um, and I've been there and I've done that and it's just not a great place to be in because you get very extreme like black and white I can't spend I have to save we can't do that like it, it it's just not it's not great <laughs> based on my experience it's just a not not a great place to be in and what I think has really helped me with like setting money goals and savings goals and hitting them and then continuing to like do it again and again is just this idea that like I'm saving for my future self and my future self has permission to spend my savings, right? And obviously like I have different rules for like an emergency fund versus like a short-term savings or like sinking funds or like vacation savings, right? Like my emergency fund, my future self is allowed to tap in there for sure, but it's going to be on things like an unexpected thing comes up or... you know it really is it does feel like an emergency it came out of left field there's no way I could have planned for it like she has permission to use that as a safety net as protection that like I've created for future version of me um but same thing goes for like hey if I saved to like get my tires replaced like 
future me gets to use that. If I save to go on vacation, future me gets to use that guilt-free. If I saved to buy concert tickets, future me gets to use that guilt-free. And like, I think a lot of times, like when we create this relationship with savings where it's like, I can't touch it. I like have to save everything. Like it just creates this like, it's just not fun. I was going to say hostile environment, but I was like, eh, that may be too harsh, but it's just not fun. Right. And I think what you want to create when you're pursuing your money uh, building journey is like, yeah, it's going to come with new challenges and having to believe more things about myself or having to learn new habits, having to change behaviors. And it can be fun. It can be an enjoyable process where you're building, you're growing, you're like proud of yourself. You blow your own mind. Like, and I think that ultimately is just such a much more rewarding way to pursue, pursue money goals, pursue wealth. Um, so yeah, I hope you guys enjoyed this episode. Um, these are the kind of things that I help my clients with in my one-on-one money coaching program. So if you're interested in like, hey, I am committed to like just changing my relationship with money, growing my savings account to $10,000, feeling really good about my spending, feeling less peace, learning how to grow my income or bringing extra money, then I invite you to join one-on-one money coaching. Inside one-on-one, this is what we work on. We work on the foundational skill of having you consistently save so that you can start investing later on so that you can feel like, okay, like I have mastered like saving and earning and like I know how to do that well and I feel good and have a healthy relationship with money. When you have that set foundation, you'll be able to start pursuing even bigger money goals like investing or buying real estate or paying off, you know, becoming debt free. Um, But inside one-on-one, I show you that foundational skill of like organizing your um, money, saving and really just like growing the skill of feeling like organized with your finances feeling at peace with your spending and like just you know pursuing wealth in a, in a way that feels like light and exciting and fun um and and finding a pace that you know you can do that long term so head to the link in my bio on instagram and book a call to talk to me or um, look at the description below and we can chat but that is it for this week's episode i hope you guys are having a great start to your week and we will reconvene next week.